guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, our bodies are changing, our parents, they don't understand, and we're going hair in strange places. Because tonight we're talking about ginger snaps, so let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, guys, thanks for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. I am your host, Cody Everett. Make sure you go over to iTunes, leave us a review, and subscribe. If you do, we'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. Also, head over to our YouTube channel, subscribe there, leave us comments, like videos. It really helps us out. We really appreciate that. Tonight, we're talking about Ginger Snaps. It was directed by uh, John Fawcett, written by Karen Walton. Came out in the year 2000. Had a budget of $4.5 million. Made about $572,000 in the box office. Was filmed in Canada, has a rating of R, and currently sits at an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you don't know what it's about, it's about two death-obsessed sisters, outcasts in their own suburban neighborhood, that must deal with the tragic consequences when one of them is bitten by a deadly werewolf. As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wellenbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salusio. Hello, everybody. And tonight we're joined by a very special guest. Molly Henry from thebloggingbanshee.com is here with us. This is actually Molly's pick. It is, yes. So, thanks Molly, for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Molly, uh, as always, I ask this question. Why did you pick Ginger Snaps? Well, um, on my website, I do a lot of horror, so I felt like even though I had a ton of movies that I had a hard time picking between, I thought it'd be best to do a horror movie. And since I'm a woman, I'm all about females and horror, I thought that this is a good pick because it focuses on two sisters. And uh, yeah, it's just a great film. I love it. I love werewolves. So, so had anyone, uh, let me, I, I always follow up with this question too. Had anyone not seen this movie or not heard of it before? Crickets. <laughs> yep. You hadn't seen it? Or? No, no, I'm sorry. Like, like I'm agreeing with him. Crickets. Oh. Yeah. That okay. mean, that mean we, so we've it. all we, seen this. We've all seen it okay. and I had heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one who hadn't seen it. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's that's when it first came out. This is my first time seeing it. I actually had this weird thing where I thought this movie was from the 80s <laughs> for like the longest time. Really? I, yeah. Dude, I was like, oh, Ginger Snaps. That must have came out like in the eight. I don't know why. Maybe it's the cover art because the cover art's not that great. It does look a little 80s it on does. the cover. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this came out in the 80s. Like, eventually I'll get around to seeing this werewolf movie. And now I finally have. But yeah, like for the longest time, I did not know this movie came out in the year 2000. Which yeah, is I, I don't know it how it passed. I don't know how it passed me either because I was working at Hollywood Video. That's at what the I was time. saying. That's kind of like what drew me to it was when we were working at the video store. I picked it up there. Yeah, um, I think my brother was but working. But it had on different too. cover art. I think uh, back then, like what I saw on um, where did I watch it? Amazon or something? Like it looked way more dated than what I remember from the video store days. I thought it was just the two sisters standing there, like right. Yeah, uh, the like original kind of. cover or was the red background where it's like, I think maybe you can see the werewolf a little bit, but then the two sisters in the front. Mm -hmm. Right. The d Blu-ray cover is totally different now. Oh, yeah. So everybody saw this when this movie came out? Yeah. Kyle, oh, you did? Yeah, I think uh, I think Brother Ryan rented it from Hollywood Video because I think he was working at Hollywood Video at the same time. Yeah. But I remember he brought it home and yeah, I thought it was a great movie at the And time. you got it from Hollywood Video, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood Video all around. Yeah. What about you, Mike? What, where'd you get? Blockbuster? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> video update, Power Store. What was it? Video Tuesday? Video no, Tuesday? Video Tuesday. <laughs> no, um, I, I think I saw this on Showtime or something. I didn't see oh. it when it came out. Like, it, it, it was on cable. Okay. And I saw it. What about you, Molly? <laughs> did you see this when it came out? Or was this one that you, like, stumbled upon later on? Well, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. I saw this maybe two years after it came out, and I remember seeing it on the shelves of Hollywood Video, but the cover, it looked like shit. (laughs) I I thought it was going to suck, so I just ignored it, even though I was the person that would go through the horror section and watch every movie in there. It just looked awful. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also grew up in the time when uh, chat rooms and stuff were really popular, so I was one of those kids that after school I would go into chat rooms. And there was this really hot goth chick that I had a crush on (laughs) in a chat room, and... She actually recommended the movie to me. And I, of course, was like, I'm going to watch this because she actually grew up in the neighborhood where they filmed the movie. So she got to see it. Um, And then as soon as I watched it, I was like, how did I never see this before? Mm -hmm. Um, And now it's one of my favorite werewolf movies. Don't you love that, though? Like, like going back and like, or like finding something that you thought was going to be complete garbage, like Jack Frost, and then being <laughs> yeah. like, being like, hey, you know what? I'm kind of ashamed that I missed that yeah. one. I, I'm, I'm not. Like, I remember seeing Jack Frost and then coming back to it and also thinking, no, it's still as much garbage as I thought it was. <laughs> not me. And I remember, think- I, I remember thinking the cover art matched the film. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful garbage. Though. I was surprised, man. I was really surprised. Yeah. The cover art, like, because again, I, I'm the, I guess I'm the only one who's not hip. Uh, I didn't see. I didn't see it. And when I like pulled it up and saw the cover, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> no, that was my initial reaction. Like, oh god, this is not gonna be good. Like, this yeah. is this because it does. It looks like it's got one of those. It just has one of those like cheesy like, you know, 2010 era like Blu-ray cover arts that's on Amazon now. It's like yeah. you know, it's just the two act act like actors' faces, the mains, and then like bullshit in the background that doesn't matter it the just other, looks very very sci-fi pictures or some shit together yeah. the other thing that like nice photoshop that job. made me worried at the very beginning of the film and then i eventually got over it was um emily perkins wig oh my god i know i was yeah. like i was okay. like oh shit this it's is confirmed w- that that's a wig yeah. oh, okay oh, good how could it not be it's confirmed? A wig. i don't know i don't know <laughs> i was just like damn that's a that's that's a look you right can there. especially tell in the scene when she falls down the stairs the um wig moves forward mm. on her forehead yeah it's bad <laughs> yeah, it's a bad wig, and I was like, "Oh crap, this what is what I'm in for." What does her hair look like normally? That this was not like. Have long? you seen the second one? Because uh, that's no, her real hair in that. Okay, it's long just it's locks. dark hair. It's just not as. That's thick. <laughs> I was actually just had a conversation with someone last night. I have like specifically avoided the sequels because I thought they were uh. all going to be pieces of of garbage. And then I was talking to our friend Ken last night, and he's like, "No, the second one, they like go back in time, and it's like no, that's the, the third, third one. one. That's the third. Yeah. But he, he said like the sequels are good. They, and he said they're yeah." No, I thought the second one was great. And the third one, it's almost the same story as the first one, just it takes place back when like Canada was being colonized mm-hmm. um, at a fort. Um, but it's still, it's really cool. And their wigs are better in that one. <laughs> <laughs> More of a wig budget on that production. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Tremors when they went back in time. Yes. <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> no, it was. It was so good. It's such a terrible movie. <laughs> well, all right, man. Let's take a break real quick. When we come back, we'll talk more. About ginger snaps. Do you think it's cramps? <coughs> Give it a rest for two seconds off. Pam, we're eating. Henry, the girls are both three years late menstruating, okay? It's not normal. If it's finally happening... It's not. Honey, it's nothing to be scared of. It's the most normal thing in the world. Maybe it's cancer of the spine. Ginger, Anne. Or tuberculosis. See what your attitude does? Or spondylitis. Spondyl what? Fuses your vertebrae together. 
All right, guys, we're back. We're talking about ginger snaps. So uh, I want to ask this question, uh, Molly. What 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 do you think makes this a cult film, or is this a cult film? I think this is definitely a cult film. I think a lot of horror movies inherently end up becoming cult films, but this one, I think, is because a lot of people didn't discover it right when it came out, aside from apparently most of the people yeah. in this room. Everybody <laughs> bought um, me. <laughs> but uh, I know I was reading in the U.S. It actually didn't really do well until it was picked up by HBO. Um, and then it kind of was this resurgence like a couple years after it was released and people were like, wow, this is actually a great film. Uh, and I think practical effects has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people love practical effects so much that anytime there's a horror film that uses that, people are drawn to it. Yeah, I would agree with that. What do you think? Uh, do you think it's a cool film, Kyle? Do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it definitely is. It is a film that maybe wasn't... Uh picked up or is exciting for American audiences but I mean I definitely hear a lot of people talking about it you know I think it's an enjoyable film and I think it's really it's a really cool I think it's a really cool werewolf film for a low budget werewolf film you know like I don't know if it I don't know if werewolf films are always good if you don't have a budget because the wolf inevitably looks like garbage you know and they end up not using it very often but they did it really creatively in this one to hide well, it sounded like they had a budget anyway, but they still did a good job of hiding the wolf. So, what about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think it definitely um, the the progression of of the way the film became, I guess, a cult film. Where you know, when it came out, it was kind of ignored, and then over time, I think once it hit like the home video market, or like you said, like on HBO, um, people started going like, "Holy shit! How did I miss this movie? This is actually you know got something to offer." Definitely the practical effects. I was mm-hmm. super like. Um, excited to see that 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 was what they went with because they could have easily gone with some really low budget cheesy fucking you know CG at the time like that technology was available yeah, but thank God they didn't I'm yeah. so gl- and that <laughs> yeah. was like that was a you know a huge thing for the director I read is he did yeah. not want to go that route he wanted to do everything practical oh, so God bless him yeah so and I think also like the story you know the fact that they told this this story about two sisters was kind of fresh at the same you know at the same time so it had a lot of things to like offer to the cult film world. Chris had a way better answer than mine, so I'm going to hitch my wagon to his. I like it. <laughs> no, I like it. What about you, Mike? Uh, yeah, I definitely think it's a cold film. I mean, beyond beyond them using practical effects and and it being a, a good horror film in general, I think like the subject matter of the film also really lends itself. To, I mean, it's a unique way to t- try to tackle the ho- uh, the um, I'm sorry, the werewolf mythos is by kind of tacking it on to like puberty and going mm-hmm. through that and and. I mean, it, it kind of has a reminiscent feel of like a Heather's or something like that to, to some extent. Something that people can actually relate to mm-hmm. rather than just like, hey, let's throw a werewolf out there and it kills a bunch of teenagers. Right. I mean, I feel like that's been done yeah. a billion times. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. I think that's actually what makes it a cult film is more or less the way that they went about and, and told the story um, is what actually makes it a cult film. Because you're right. like so many, There's so many werewolf movies out there where it's just like, oh, it's just... You know, run of the mill. Yeah, like, yeah. run of the mill, like killing people. That's pretty much it. But this actually gave an interesting, like, new perspective way of telling of how someone basically turns it into a, a werewolf. Where I would almost relate it to like um, a movie like uh, David Cronenberg's The Fly or something mm-hmm. like that, where you see the transformation mm-hmm. like actually mm-hmm. taking place in a in a slower. <clears throat> In More a slower gradual. way, yeah, yeah, uh, which I actually enjoy. I thought, that, yeah, I thought that was super awesome because, like, each time you saw her, a little bit was was changing, and then I thought it was just badass when she showed up at the Halloween party and her face was all like starting to go full like wolf mane and shit, you know, like getting all the and the teats, was, huh? And the teats. Don't forget the teats. Yeah, there were several teats. <laughs> 
Well, oh, on the wolf at the end? No. no. When she goes into the greenhouse, she has teats. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Like she, when she undoes her underneath shirt, her. you can see them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Man. Yeah, I got to go <laughs> back now because I did not <laughs> notice that. I did How do you not notice the teeth? Yeah, I did I not looking even. Looking at that face, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I was, was like, like, oh, that's such great practical effects. I didn't notice that there was, was like practical a, teats as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> There's practical teats. <laughs> <laughs> practical teats. I'd also like to add that I think like a lot of the, the characters that are in this film, like even the side characters, the supporting characters are kind of quirky mm-hmm. and a little offbeat and like well acted. I mean, you know, but like each kind of like the mom's character yes. is kind of kind of bizarre like sam's character is kind of like biz- like he's not bizarre but he's kind of like i don't know he's sort of like uh i don't know i felt like captivated by him when he was on screen you know like obviously yeah the relationship between the sisters and like i feel like that was a very natural you know i grew up with sisters and like how they like communicated and and you know were kind of like best friends you know so who was um i can't remember the guy's name that the 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 like the jockey dude what was the, his? the jock? Jesse. Jesse. Oh. Yeah. I'm like the jockey. What jockeys in this film? <laughs> no, not not horse riding. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Jason. Jesse's his real name. Yeah. Jason. I thought there was something more that was going to happen between those characters. It, it, it's been. I honestly haven't seen this movie since the first time I watched it, which was you know 2000, 2001 or something. And I for some reason thought there was going to be more between his transformation and 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 the main the main the girl's transformation. Like they were going to like collide at some point and it never happened i was a little let down by that well that was kind of my question i i posed to mike a little bit earlier and i was wondering if like his 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 lack of transformation was saying something about maybe like female puberty versus male puberty like he didn't mature fast well enough. they obviously no. were changing differently because when we yeah. see him mm-hmm. he has like the really bad acne going on yeah. which yeah. was a weird transformation mm-hmm. thing yeah. um but you you get a little bit more of that in the second one <laughs> oh, see now I have yeah, to watch. Now them. you have to. I own all three. If you need to borrow, them. <laughs> no, are they on Blu-ray? Uh, I only have the first one on Blu-ray. <sighs> no, so because uh, like I haven't seen any of the sequels, so I don't know where the story goes with them. Then, but like, yeah, I was just wondering because I thought, I thought it was maybe saying something about like again because what I got from this movie and maybe I can be corrected was like in a way. And this sounds this sounds like horrible, but in a way, like it was basically saying like female puberty basically can turn people into monsters, <laughs> like <laughs> like it, it, you know, and where the male the male who's going the male who's going through supposedly the same transformation and who gets cured through it and does not have nearly I think as many hardships or that at least that they show in this film as as Ginger does. Yeah, but he's equally as aggressive. He, yeah, until he gets cured, like. Because he got cured, he's going to keep it up but after that. But, but like, no, no, that's what I mean. Like, I felt like that was a choice. Like they, like that was a choice made in the movie to to show that it's a lot harder and a lot longer for females than it is maybe for males. Well, I, I also want to know that, like, if if we did introduce that dynamic. I feel like it would pull away from the general theme yeah, of the movie. Really. Yeah. If you add a male character and now he's going through all, like we start focusing on him all of a sudden and he starts taking away screen time from this, it, it ceases to become a female puberty movie. It, it's true. just a generalized puberty movie and we have to talk about now how, what you know, the, the stripes that males go through, which is not, <laughs> not, not, not nearly as, as frightening. Much, but that's no. What, no, and that's what I think that, that that's what that was basically why he got like cured mm-hmm. so fast and stuff like that because it's that exact reason where it's not nearly as tough. You know what I, I have mean? Questions about like that whole that whole part of it, but like I feel like I don't know. I don't feel like we've really told the story of like how we even get there yet. 
Okay. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we should go through the film a little bit. <laughs> well, I will say, I think timeline plays into that too. I think, because that the whole movie takes place over the course of a month, and the before Ginger infects him, um, oh, mother... Bridget. <laughs> she yells, she's Me. ovulating, which, since I'm a woman, I know when that takes place, it'd be about two weeks after Ginger initially got bit. So, I mean, really, he may be going through the same transformation. He's just at an earlier stage of it than Bridget. Mm-hmm. Or Ginger. Ginger. Yes, Ginger. Yeah. That's right. You know what? We we don't get names, right? We never. I couldn't even ever, remember yeah. the main... When I was just talking five minutes ago, I couldn't even remember Ginger's name <laughs> as the lead. That's <laughs> the name of the damn yeah. movie. Well. I mean, it's pretty much always the blonde dude. You know, the blonde dude that dies like 10 minutes, 15 minutes in the <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, that yeah. guy. Duke, that's his name. Duke. <laughs> we'll call it Duke this time. No, so Chris wants to talk about the movie, so we can talk. I guess we can talk about the movie. All right, derail the fun. Yeah, Chris, no, I mean we can have fun. I just feel like we should give our audience like a, a chance to know how the story progresses. Yeah. You know, but, well, basically it opens up with these two sisters who 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 make a pact that they're going to to die together, out by sixteen or dead on the scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're very they're very goth. They're very goth and they're amazing at special yeah. effects and creating cool mm-hmm. kill scenes. Yeah. Like that's the whole intro of the movie. I'll tell you what they're not amazing at: huh. fashion. <laughs> in, their, in, in their own in their own way, they are. That's very angsty. You I was know? like, are they Amish? <laughs> are they? I Amish? asked that question. I asked that question. Are they Mennonite? I wondered at first. I feel like they could have hung out with like Lydia from Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, uh, but it, it was cool. I like that they did that because, like, I forgot that that was part of the story. Like when it opens up, you know, they're like making this pact to like basically commit suicide Mm -hmm. you know and they start like they're talking about like planning their death and then it goes into all these photos and you're like oh this is for a project i thought it was kind of funny though when they were in class and like the teacher's like i'm so appalled by this you know but everybody (laughs) in the class is like yeah let's see the gingers project again i don't know i was like uh, cool I i thought it was great foreshadowing in there too with the knife um Early on, yeah. like that, you like I I knew right away because I was like, okay, this they're focusing on this knife mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. This is going to come back into play, mm-hmm. which it did. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. And then it goes into uh, basically uh, like a little bit of their, their high school journey. Like you said, they 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 show that, and then you kind of realize that these girls are outcasts. They're getting bullied. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, one of them, I guess, Bridget's getting more bullied because she's the younger one, and then Ginger's somewhat starting to develop so guys are starting to notice her so she's getting a, i guess a little less slack well i think she's also a little tougher than yeah she she's more more inclined to stand up for herself than i think bridget mm-hmm. at, at the first which i think goes into her character arc but we can get into that i blame bridget's wig yeah yeah <laughs> when you have a wig like that and you're yeah you boys aren't going to like you yeah. <laughs> not with a wig like that girls aren't going to like you either yeah. <laughs> so like the bully what was her name again in the trina film? sinclair yeah so trina major bitch um, <laughs> um you know who, who apparently has a crush on like the town drug dealer yeah. sam and, and just wants to you know hook up with him super bad and you know he's obviously not interested which i loved i think they did hook up though oh did i they? think they implied that they that hooked up and then he wasn't interested anymore oh okay i didn't catch that but but i did love the fact that he was kind of like like she was like you know he was kind of like blowing her off, yeah. you know, like just because I didn't like her, like so I didn't want her <laughs> to get the attention. But um, but that but Sam comes into play, and I have to say he's one of my favorite characters in this fi- in this film. No, he's very dreamy. Well, just even like <laughs> in just, a roguish way, the way he played this character, yeah, is this was everything. Like I just loved his his demeanor. I like I like that, that he was a drug dealer with a great job. 
Yeah. <laughs> he was making it happen. He was, you like know, a scientist. I mean, like he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't just a run of the mill drug dealer. No, this no. Is like he was he, like a horticulture. Yeah, like, this guy a, was like yeah. growing. He had the whole roots. Yeah, he's got, he's got a yard service that he, you know, he takes care of. Yeah, yeah. He's killing it. He's not. You know? He's not doing too well of taking care of the old uh, hockey field. No, <laughs> he's certainly not because <laughs> the running, there's a running theme throughout this movie of, of dead dogs, which that I kind of have a problem with. Why? Because I feel like if you're a werewolf, dog should be on your side. Well, that's just not me. Well, Have you seen that's Bad Moon? And that one, the dog kills the werewolf. <laughs> Don't wolves eat dogs in the wild, though? Yeah. Sometimes, pro- sometimes I, they I have would sex. Imagine. Sometimes they eat each other. They would. Ooh, do they? Yeah, the they're they're wolf dog hybrids. Yeah. Molly, yeah. I have a question <laughs> yeah. for you. Wolf dog. Um, <laughs> okay, so one thing that kind of like got me thinking, like questioning, was. Um, why do you think they they put it in there that both these girls had not yet gotten their their period and they were like fifteen and sixteen yeah. years old? Like, why did it take so? Why do you think it took so long for them? Um, well, I'm not sure necessarily why it took so long for them. I mean, it's different for everyone. It can happen at ten. It can happen at sixteen in this case, or fifteen, however old they were. Um, but I think they clearly were using the becoming a werewolf while at the same time going through puberty as a metaphor through for the changes of the body, like the getting hair in weird places and um, the bleeding. Sorry, guys. Sorry to people listening. We're going to talk about period blood. <laughs> it's just going to happen. Part of the movie. <laughs> Part of life. Um, but and uh, also how your personality can change a lot now that you have all these different hormones going through you. And that is very much what happens to Ginger because she gets her period and gets attacked by a werewolf at the same time, mm-hmm. which is very unfortunate. But <laughs> it's it's an interesting metaphor. And it's I think that's one of the, another reason why this film is so compelling, because a lot of really great horror films take on different social issues or personal issues that people can relate to. Um, and this film definitely does that. And it's something that we're seeing more of. Like I don't know if you guys saw Raw. That Not is yet. kind Not of yet. similar <laughs> themed where it's like, and that it's cannibalism, but it's a metaphor for what the main character is going through at the time. So, yeah, I, I, because I, I think when I first saw this, I thought that was going to go somewhere else. Like I thought, oh, maybe they, ha- they are werewolves, but they don't That's know, what I too. they don't know it yet. You That's know what, what I, I mean? Because the mom, the way she kind of acts, like almost <laughs> like, oh, don't worry, it'll happen. Like almost like she knew, like the mom knew something about them that they didn't even know. Yeah, I must have been like blending different movies together because I honestly, when I was watching, I was like, wait, isn't like a family of werewolves? Is that what's going to happen think, here? Yeah, thinking of Teen Wolf. Yeah, I was blending Teen Wolf. Which is totally different. I mean, there movies. is that scene where Mimi Rogers starts blaming herself for the whole situation. Right. And I did think for a very split second that this was going to be right. like, there's a genetic thing that well, happens. Yeah. I well, thought that was going to be- I thought, I thought, it was, go, I thought the big reveal was going to be like when they when they uh, kill the bully chick in the kitchen, or she basically kills herself because she slips and hits her head. Um, <laughs> I thought that was going to be the reveal where the parents are going to be like- let the girls in on be like, oh no, we're I, I'm actually the you know one of the werewolves in the town, and blah blah. blah. It's gonna be, be a family. Very, thing. That'd be a very goosebump ending <laughs> twist. See, and I What's thought wrong that, with that? Now you're lost boysing it. Now I, you're lost boysing it. I thought right. that moment was gonna happen when you know basic when Ginger's going after, or I'm sorry, Bridget's going after Ginger, and the mom pulls up in the van and picks her up and basically talks about blowing the house up. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. Where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, because because I was like, oh, the mom definitely knows something. Like she's she's aware of something. It seems because she's so calm about this whole situation. She found you know basically a dead body in the backyard, and she's all cool with like, yeah, we're just gonna blow the house up. And you know, she's like, what about dad? And 
It's like I was like, yeah, what about dad? You gonna is he gonna be in the house? Does anybody I, I care? Have ma- I have, that's a part of the scene where I, I would like to have known a little bit more. I mean, I I feel like it implies that they obviously didn't have a very great marriage. Well, yeah, because they talked about how they were going to counseling. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a rough scene where oh, I missed that. Oh yeah. Oh, that just makes the yeah, pieces fall together too. so much easier. Where now. she? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that she? I mean, was it implying that she wanted to blow up the dad in? No, she, she was wa- she, I think no. she was implying she wanted to blow up her just life. Just the house and then just get out get of there away. and then like he'll just I mean, if himself. he happens to be in there, she probably wouldn't have been too broken up about it, but yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like that's also like a theme in the movie though. Blowing up houses? No, it's like escapism, like getting yeah. away from mm-hmm. like w- their mundane lives for everybody in that family, the mm-hmm. sisters included. Like mm-hmm. I, I honestly feel like that's a, a running theme throughout, throughout, throughout the film. Because uh, like... Honestly, it's it's the the beginning of the film is like basically two really bored goth chicks who like who like are just bored with their mundane lives, and then you know dead dogs start popping up in hockey fields. Well, when she, <laughs> random hockey fields. When, when Ginger gets attacked, I just want to go go to that scene real quick. When Ginger first gets attacked, I was like, "Holy God, the sound design in this film is good!" Mm-hmm. Like that, it, like that actually freaked me out. Like yeah, I was yeah. like, "Holy crap, this is intense!" Like, <sighs> and you don't even really see that much. They do a really good job at like kind of hiding what. I have an argument with that, but go ahead. He's so upset right now. <laughs> okay, right. no, I'm just saying. Like, like for me, it just seemed so like it's so violent, you know. I, but you really didn't see much. You just saw like a lot of blood and shadow, and yeah, you I, know, her rolling I, around. I think vis- and, visually, yes, sound yeah. design wise, I was like, why does this werewolf sound like a fucking lion? I hate when they do that shit. What are they supposed to sound like? Yeah, not like. Yeah, a, what does a werewolf sound like? Not like a big fucking cat. I, <laughs> like, I feel like they unless took you're a watching lot. Underworld. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. Well, and that's what it reminded me of. Honestly, I was like, I was like, God damn it! Like, and even like, get to to jump into the effects part a little bit too. Like, the, even with the end werewolf, and uh, even with her transformation towards the end, like her face is very cat like. Yeah, and, I would say that, and, and so is and so is the werewolf, and I, like that kind of little stuff with werewolf movies bugs the shit out of me because they do do that in Underworld also within mm-hmm. like the second or third film they start changing to more like cat like things and oh, it's man, like dude I disagree I'm like they're not they're not fucking cats that's, werewolves are not cats that, I think that she looks exactly like a wolf have you not seen a wolf's face Yeah, like long elongated like the eyes are almost yeah alien-like. I think they were trying to do I that think with they were the doing eyes a pretty to get, good job to, of being to a wolf. recreate the kind of look of what the with the snout there even though she didn't have one <sighs> disagree but that's I know, it didn't stand out to me as like, I will say I will say though like the end wolf design. Was, eh, for me. It was. It was a naked rat. I'll say it. I'm not afraid. Well, I mean, it <laughs> so, is part human. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then it also makes me think this though. Like, I mean, was that the full transformation? Like, or was there still like I think it fa- was because, phases? Well, because we she saw looked the just one get hit by the truck. Yeah, which so, wasn't full transformation. So we imagine that that would be the final. Right. But the yeah. one that got hit by the truck, I felt looked hairier. No, than, not at all. No, not at all. no. Okay. I felt it was similar. I, I've always. It, with werewolves like that, I feel like that's not the only werewolf where I've seen it like transform that way, where it's like a human hybrid kind of wolf thing. Yeah. Like the physiology always confuses me because I'm always kind of like, this thing doesn't look like it could get around really well. It's got like these big hind legs and it's kind of haunched over and it just always looks clumsy to me. Mm. I, I mean, mean, personally, but I feel like it's personal taste when it comes to like werewolves in general because there are there are so many different interpretations mm. of what a werewolf should look like. And like th- this is just not my favorite interpretation of which one looks like. I don't think it looks inc- incredibly bad, um, but I don't think it's probably. It's I don't think it's the strong. I don't think it's the strong point of the film. Like 
as far, especially as the effects go. Like I just yeah, I just think when when it comes to I I love practical effects, but when you have like a creature design where it doesn't have any hair at all, I feel like you actually call more attention to the Man in fact the, suit. the fact that it is practical effects. Whereas at least at least with hair, you can hide effects. You can you can hide the texture because I mean it's so hard to recreate that texture of like flesh and it always ends up looking waxy and shiny that was that's that was my gripe with it i just that it, it just it pulled me out of it a little bit well but i mean the other effects like as far as like the dog gore and stuff like that that stuff was gross <laughs> I, I have no issue with any of the really any of the practical effects in this film like i i didn't i i thought her her like going to like you know visit Sam like towards the end mm-hmm. like where you're saying what was the like the 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 teats, the the teats. teats. yeah practical teats. I thought yeah. that was probably my least favorite version of her transformation because like like That's I was so saying funny that was my favorite that, like I, to me dude it looked like like I was saying earlier like that Broadway play Cats or whatever <laughs> like it didn't really like you know it kind of had to look like that but. The very you just agreed with me. It looks like a goddamn cat. I, oh, I agree that no, no, that no. part. Was yeah. No, but but yeah. the end, but the very end when apparently she's in full transformation. I did not have a problem with that at all. I thought that looked pretty damn good. And I liked it because I feel like it's it's definitely it's not supposed to be full wolf. I mean, even for a werewolf, it's supposed to be human hybrid because they even mentioned Sam mentions with the werewolf that he hit. He mentions that it had a circumcised dick. So it oh, obviously, true. like, yeah, they're not right. fully transformed. They still have human features, so it makes sense to me that it would be, like, very sparsely spattered with hair. Which is true. Like, the first the first thing I'm going to check when I hit a werewolf in my car... It's his dick? Yeah, I'm going yeah, to totally. find out. have to check out yeah. what he's packing. Yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> you should, is this werewolf circumcised or not? Because <laughs> if he's not, it's not healthy. <laughs> it's not clean. It's not very clean. So, um... I, I I don't know. Like, it was some of the subtle uh, effects that I actually really enjoyed, too. Like, when she's first uh, hooking up with Jason in the car and uh, they show her back. Oh, that was like, good, yeah. like, that kind of stuff. And, like, even that moment when she's, like, she, she has just eaten the neighbor's dog, right? Or, no. Yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. And then she's in the bathroom and she's, like, barfing in the toilet and there's blood yeah. all over. Like, it was just little things like that that kind of got me, like, yeah. ugh. Like, I liked the, the <laughs> yeah, the one that made me cringe was, like, her scratch on her shoulder. And she's looking at it in the bathroom. It's got just all the little fine hair oh, particles yeah. coming out. Which, again, this is, like, weird. Going back to, she's growing hair there, but when she gets full transformation, all that hair that she was growing in weird spots just disappears. Continuity error? What I is that? Know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it was hairy until it healed, and then yeah, it wasn't. she shaves a lot too. Let's get, yeah, yeah, she that's does. A big yeah. thing in this film, her shaving. It was like all one scene, all the time. It was like literally one scene. No, you see the razor like three times, okay. for sure. I don't know. We'll go back and count it. <laughs> we'll make it a drinking game. <laughs> How many times does Ginger shave? Can we talk about her tail? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, there we go. That's another. I love the yeah. tail. That Especially maybe... when it's the little nubbin that uh, <laughs> she like sneaks over there with a the flashlight. Yeah, yeah I, awesome. I felt her pain that at that w- moment. That I was, was like, oh god. That was one of the things that made me laugh the hardest is when she gets out of bed and it's like, oh, here's this like hot ass, and then you just have this weird side. <laughs> she's side weird tail, that tail, weird tail hanging out of the back, and you just can't help but laugh because it's so goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, but like, it's effective. That's yeah, the guys, thing. No, like, there's something works. about it that makes you cringe. You're like. like and when she tries to cut it off, oh, oh yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, this movie does actually do, I think, uh, like a really good job of blending humor, like quirky, like you said before, like quirky humor and horror together mm-hmm. too. Which the I dialogue thought, helps a lot with that. The, the only the only problem I had with the dialogue, and I mentioned this to Mike earlier, uh, was that uh, man, this movie must break the record for saying fuck. 
I swear. It really? can't, dude. It's really? not like it, no. it's not Serpico said, level. They say it a lot, but <laughs> <Yeah>. Serpico. <laughs> I swear I heard it like a billion times. I feel like Tarantino movies have to say yeah. fuck more than that. Yeah. I didn't stand out to me as a I didn't even notice, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I did. I don't did know why notice. it stuck out to me, but yeah. I'm like, man, I'm hearing fuck a lot. Maybe it's because they're supposed to be young, innocent girls. Yeah. Oh, I don't th- I never got <laughs> that they were innocent whatsoever in this film. Well, no. <laughs> never picked up on that. Like, except for, oh, I guess Bridget's character is more of the innocent of the two. Yeah. Well, she's the younger of the two, so. Yeah. But, I mean, the, and, and the acting, their acting is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I will go. I think oh, they I cast this movie perfectly. Yeah. Like, everybody in this movie. Well, the casting was fucking weird. Like, how <laughs> oh, do they. The process of it? Yeah, or how what? do they cast both of them? Like, these girls, like, went to the same school together. Like, oh, same? yeah. Well, technically, though, Bridget. Um, Emily Perkins is actually five years older. older. Yeah, that shocked yeah. me when I read that. I know that. it's weird. <laughs> but like, um, they went to the same schools. Like they, yeah, they went. To, they had the same the, like. I think like, they were same even manager. born in the same hospital. Maybe yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, and they were that auditioned on the same day. Yep. 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 And they got the. I think that was after like six months. And of it took auditioning. a long time. Yeah, yeah, apparently to find all the right people for mm-hmm. this film, mm-hmm. which. Which I think they did. No, they really did a really good job. Like, yeah, I really liked Bridget. I mean, there there is one scene where the scene at the end where she's trying to pretend like she's a wolf and starts like eating the blood and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like oh, I I one. actually fucking dry heaved. Oh, yeah. I, I was watching like it, it fucking got me. I was like, stop! I was like, just dipping her hand in and licking her fingers and like. Oh yeah, that was terrible. But like for her to be able to like uh, put that scowl face on the entire time, mm-hmm. like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys this question too, because uh, we we asked the question of uh, if this film holds up. This this film is very much two thousand, yeah. In my yeah. opinion, well, just look yeah. at the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. The, not only the soundtrack, like the clothes, even the way it's shot, uh, mm-hmm. is very two thousand. Do you guys think that hurts the film at all, or do you think that it helps the endearment of the film almost? I didn't think way? it felt too dated. Yeah, I don't feel like it's a like a period piece or anything. Like no, no, I, I don't think feel, no. It's he's not he's like, a, like the, the only thing I that that I again just going back to I think the I think the final creature design kind of has that late two thousand special effects see, look I, to it. Uh-huh. But other than that, the rest of the film looked it could have been shot today. I felt like it was shot like a two hour long episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> like honestly, and that's not a bad thing. I won't disagree with that. That's not a bad thing whatsoever. I love that show. But like I, I was watching it and I was like, dude, this feels so much like Buffy. It's it feels crazy. Like yeah, it fits I can see that. Right there next to like disturbing behavior and the faculty. Yeah, yeah. the faculty. Yeah. Like it, it does I don't know what I don't know what that look is, but it, it has it. Like frost, I think a lot of it tips. was the coloring too. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. coloring was very mm-hmm. early two thousands. It's well it's very Vibrant outside of, the, I feel like the girls' room. Even their mm-hmm. bathroom is very bright with and the like bright green tiles and stuff like that. Like, but I felt like it actually had a kind of a muted color palette, though. Yeah, with the girls, with I the think girls definitely. But yeah. I think that's to, you know to, to intense the mood of like what their life well, is. Even like when they're like um, walking around at the school and stuff. Like yeah. I felt like like everything is painted like these these very distinct bold colors, but. It still felt like a muted color palette I in felt like general. The, like the sun was never out. Or maybe it's just it low, like the twilight. Maybe it's just school, like, like low, like low contrast I, or something. I don't know if this is true, but I read that a lot of the day scenes were actually filmed at night. Okay, and they were using like huge, like multiple thousand watt um, bulbs to brighten it up. So I don't that I don't know if it's I true. It just it always seemed like there was an overcast. Yeah. I didn't never see like bright sunlight coming in. Yeah, dude, it's it was yeah, filmed in was... winter. I think it was yeah. filmed in wintertime, yeah. which is probably kind of dreary. I mean, it's and... Canada. It's Canada. Yeah. Yeah. If but... it's anything like Washington, it's a lot of gray sky yeah. all year. Yeah, exactly. 
It's Canada, guys. They don't have sun. Oh, it's they, definitely they, Canada. They don't yeah. have. <laughs> oh, I thought that That's was a whole lot. Of, whole lot of sorries. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think there were any A's though. No, there, no, I didn't. I didn't catch any of those. I just. No, I, I think I texted that to the group when I was watching it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, really? I didn't ever pick up on that. You didn't? Oh, yeah. No. Bridget yeah. said, Bridget like, specifically. Oh yeah. yeah. She really digs into that A and sorry. You know what, guys? Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Ginger Snaps. You can't do this by yourself. Let me take the needle. I'll go into the living room. You lead her in. Bam. We're done. Okay. Okay. All right, guys, we are back. We're talking about Ginger Snaps. This is Molly's pick. Thanks for picking it, Molly. Uh, let's... <laughs> I want to tie. I don't know. Why did that make I, you laugh? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I make myself laugh. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about Ginger's transformation, not so much the physical transformation, but the character arc and, and that she kind of goes through and how that affects Bridget and their relationship. Um, I think that's probably the shining star of this movie in my, in my opinion um and the thing i enjoyed the most uh is watching these two very close girls and i think this is i don't know if this is maybe a social commentary that they're they're, they're making throughout the film which I, I i definitely think it is in my opinion but then you do know then i do know <laughs> this is my opinion so it's my opinion i'm not gonna push this on anybody else but I definitely think where it, it's kind of like i am i guess i'm i'm asking is is it saying that since that Ginger is going through these 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 physical changes in her in her body that she is kind of leaving her sister behind, and this is a typical thing that happens with with females, with sisters maybe. What what does anybody? I I'm gonna go yeah no I mean I understand what he's saying yeah he's saying that like uh, you know when you have a younger sibling right and and you start you know whether it be going through puberty or you get like you start maturing so to speak right like you tend to leave your younger sibling a little bit behind because. They're not there yet, you know? Right. I, I don't even think it was just with the sibling. I think it was with, like, her attitude, too. And, and like, it almost had, like, a Mean Girls vibe to it, right? Where it was, um, you see her go through this transformation of, like, uh, I, I'm becoming this person now because of the changes that I'm going through in my, in my, my life. Because I... I don't know how to. Jesus. I'm confused You're right now. You're stammering your way through this whole thing. I'm, I, I'm trying to put it correctly without just fucking screaming because she's going through a period. Well, no, they, <laughs> it's not just, well, it's, it's not puberty. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. They literally, I mean, but they literally have this argument, you know, where basically Ginger is like, "You're just mad because I'm changing yes, and exactly. I'm growing. I'm getting older, and you're not there yet." You know what I mean? I'm like, she literally has that argument with her, which is causes the split between them. Mm -hmm. But the, I think the the thing that I loved about it was that Bridget never gave up on her, even though she was so mean, you know, like yeah. Ginger was so mean to her sister who's like only loved and supported her and mm -hmm. been with her this whole time. And, but she still, you know, is, is trying to hold on to that, that friendship. Because of my understanding, and, and I could be wrong on this, this is because I'm not a female <laughs> is that when girls hit a certain age, they become very mean to each other. 
I think. I don't think that's necessarily. I think with sisters, it's a lot. I mean, granted, my sister and I are so far apart in age that we never really experienced this, but. My cousins are closer, so I kind of, from watching them, it's very much like you're best friends, but you also want to punch each other in the face <laughs> half the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, that's common. And when puberty hits, it's even more so because the hormones are making your emotions go all over the place. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's specifically for women. I mean, I had yeah. I was the youngest of three brothers, and we were like really we we had fun hanging out. But as soon as like you know my older brother started you know going through puberty and like doing their own thing, like it became like a fucking to- all out war in that house, like. Every day fighting, but it was like, you know, last week we were best friends, and now all of a sudden everybody's like fighting and and just tearing each other apart, and then you like split and kind of do your own shit. You know, I think that's just a natural thing for everyone. There was a scene they did a great job of of conveying that in this film. There was a scene that happens between uh, Ginger Bridget and Sam when you know uh, Bridget is trying to play it off like she's the one that's transforming, so that Sam doesn't know that it's Ginger, and they go to his place at the greenhouse. And Ginger freaks out and is basically like, he's, he's trying to rape you or whatever. What was that? What the Sorry. fuck? No, he, <laughs> no. He, your opinion was right, and you you got a ding. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the, the game f- show. I like the points. fact that like I mean it was so it was so to me that was like such a ruthless thing to say, you know, like mm-hmm. to try to freak her sister to try to freak Bridget out, and it was just like a lashing out, which is obviously part of the transformation is her like losing control of. You know, she's just violent. She's kind of getting violent. But I loved that Sam came back and was like, I don't feel that way about you, you know, by the way. Like, I like that they they kind of closed that up because it's I don't know why. I just like it kind of hit me when she said that. And I was like a little taken back by it. And then for him to come back and say, like, don't worry, like, I'm not. That, trying to do that. You the, know? One of the things that you mentioned earlier is that you like really enjoyed the Sam character, and I did too. And the reason that I enjoyed the Sam character is because at no point did I feel like he was really a love interest and or a threat. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought that was a really cool position to put it in because it did just focus on the sisters. Yeah. Mainly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not mm-hmm. so much like, oh, I love this guy. It didn't bring the male element into it that way, which right. I just thought was fantastic. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's why I liked his character was because he wasn't a threat. He was there as more like trying to help and like trying to be a good dude. Yeah. There was, you know? there, he was, there was like total honesty behind his character and his performance, right. you know? Well, Which I, uh, I want to talk about that scene where Ginger tries to seduce him too, because yeah. mm-hmm. that kind of relates to where I was trying to figure out. He, he mentions that, like, look, like, this is messed up. Yeah. You know, and I imagine he's doing it for the sake of Bridget, despite the fact that he doesn't have. A romantic interest in her, or maybe because he doesn't want to hook up with the wolf. Yeah. I was thinking, or an underage girl, or a girl yeah. with many teats. <laughs> yes, that's. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpackage with all of that, yeah. but I think there's a lot. There's a lot of reasons to say no. There's a lot of red flags, Mike. Yeah, yeah. a lot. But of the them. way the way I took it, honestly, it could have been any of those reasons. Right. But I took it that he just wasn't trying to be a creep. You know, he wasn't Agreed. like he wasn't yeah. taking advantage of the situation. Like is how his he played the character. I want to kind of go around the uh, the room on this one, and then I'll uh, I'll end with Molly because I'm sure she, she probably has more. She's seen the sequels and has a little bit more of an understanding. But I do <laughs> I do want to talk about the ending and what you guys thought the ending meant. Kyle, did you have any? Did you get any thing from the did. ending as far as, or did you think Which it was part? just straightforward? Just the the actual end where what, she her has just falling asleep on the wolf. She has like the syringe though. Yeah, and she's infected, mm-hmm. and it's like, is she going to cure herself? This is yeah. Or is she going to carry on? 
This is the thing. This, this is yeah, how I saw I, it. So, I'm sorry. You want to go? Go well, he it. did call on me. So, okay. I mean, are you are you Kyle? <laughs> Today, maybe. Um, we'll go to yeah, Mike next. No, I don't think it was anything. Um, I don't think it was anything that the director was trying to say. I I think she. I took it as she was going to cure herself, but she just kind of wanted that last kind of moment to be with her sister as her sister's life was leaving her. I think. I don't think it was purposely omitted that she didn't shoot herself up, but I just assumed it was going to happen. Why are you gotta make it sound like a drug thing, Kyle? Yeah. You shoot herself up. Like a hair on, Kyle. Because well, it was prepared like hair on. <laughs> that's true. I will say that's fairly accurate. Hmm. So I'm gonna say until it's my turn. What about you? What about you, Mike? Yeah, my my issue with it was not necessarily the wolf part. It was just uh, her the shot where they're focusing on the syringe. So like I was. I, the way I looked at it, I was like, I could interpret this two ways. One, she's considering sticking her sister with this thing as if some somehow this is going to solve something, but realizing, never mind, this is pointless. Or is she questioning whether or not she wants to even stick herself anymore? Like, as some sort of inevitable thing to, again, maybe this idea about puberty that, like, it's something you're going to have to go yeah, through. Yeah, it's going to happen point regardless. Time. So I was having a hard time trying to figure out why... It, my issue with the ending, what I was trying to interpret is, I'm that it's just that static shot of just that shot of the syringe in her hand and the contemplation of it, and then she goes to her sister and just like lets her die, which is this, you know, it's it's a very powerful scene, you know. Yeah. But I I was trying to figure out exactly why they make that big focus because she could say, okay, well I can I can save myself right now and not let this happen, but she chose she chooses to halt off on that. That's not her first decision. And yeah, we could say it's like, well, her sister is the first thing, let her die, and then she's just going to go over there. But I felt like there was more to it than that. And again, I haven't seen the sequel, so. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What do I think it meant? Um, shit, dude. Honestly, I was left <laughs> I was left a little confused on that. Like, I, I, I understand what, you, what everybody's kind of saying already. Like, oh, you know, was she going to cure herself or was she going to cure her sister? I didn't think she was going to cure her sister because if she was, she would have done it. Right. Like, you know, but was she going to use it on herself? I don't know. And honestly, I kind of wish they would have wrapped that up. I, I, I didn't really like the fact that they kind of left you hanging. Well, here's, here's my thing too, is like, I feel like she had a choice because when Ginger like lunges at her, she has both things in her hands. She has the syringe and the knife and she could have used the syringe just as easily as she used the knife. She chose to use the knife, well, and I think that's kind of saying something. I don't think that was like a purposeful. Yeah, thing. I thought I thought she kind of just fell on the knife. Yeah, I don't know. I thought she like never-ending story kind of thing where it's just like, I think like, it was. Whoops. I think it was. A, I think it was a per. I think it was a per. Uh, a purposeful. Is that a word? Am I using yes. a word? Yeah. I think that was a purposeful choice. I think that it was like that's how I interpreted it. it was like, oh no, she 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 killed her because I, for whatever reason that she had, but which I wasn't really clear on, but. I, I took just it that, as... I just feel like that doesn't make sense for the character in gen for the character arc in the entire film. Like you have these two sisters who are you have Bridget who's been fighting the entire time to to like help her sister and bring her back. So why at the very end of the movie would she just decide syringe knife knife? I think the I think I think Ginger just fell on the knife and it was just an unfortunate thing. Now I would like to say from a practical standpoint, there was a part of me where I was kinda like you know, yeah, if you stick her with this syringe, you coming back from this because you're like, you have morphed completely into, yeah. I understand that like with werewolf mythos, you can kind of go from human yeah, to Yeah, well, she just become a full wolf. But this kind of had a much more like 
like realistic feel to it mm-hmm. where I kind of felt like, oh man, I don't know if she can come back from that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know. Yeah. I think that's why Bridget, I think Bridget stabbed her on purpose in that moment. Okay. Because the whole time she has the syringe, but I think after that moment when she is drinking the blood and then she is like, no, I can't do this. That's kind of the moment when she realizes that she doesn't have her sister anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, She's just full wolf now. And then, of course, then Ginger as a werewolf tries to kill her, which is almost like further proving that. Um, so when she finds the knife and stabs her, I think that kind of was always in her head. Like, am I going to use the syringe or the knife? But I think ultimately she knew that her sister was gone and it was just the wolf now. So. I have a question. <laughs> this is just taking it back a little bit. Um, so when, when you think Sam dies, when he goes outside of the, outside of the pantry and it sounds like he's getting torn to shreds and then you find out that he's still alive in the basement. Um, and she, you know, Bridget's like, you know, drinking the blood or whatever, but kind of like not. Yeah. Why, why is Ginger leaving Sam alive? And then when she realizes that Bridget's not drinking the blood, that's when Ginger like snaps and, you know, goes for <laughs> Sam's jugular. I think it was, what me- was she waiting for? No, my, 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 per- my personal belief is it was, it was that, are you going on this journey with me or not? Yeah, like Ginger yeah. is exactly. saying, like, are you going with me on this or not? Like, this is your test. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to pass it or not. And she did not pass. Yeah. And, I thought it was- <laughs> and Sam paid the price for that. Mm-hmm. Well, Poor Sam. Well, Sam pays the price for that. I think also, because I think, um, Ginger knows that, that Bridget is somewhat interested in Sam. So it's kind of like a, a jab at, at, at her heartstrings a little bit. Like, well, fuck me, no, fuck you. Like, I'm going to kill the dude that you 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 may have an do, interest do in. Do you think that she had an interest in Sam? I mean, I, I feel like they didn't really ever... They don't say it, but I kind of get that impression. I mean, Sam was going to... Let's be honest, Sam was going to die. <laughs> that dude was doing that shallow breath thing from... <laughs> That's yeah. true. A lot yeah. of heavy breathing in yeah. this movie. <laughs> like, I think he was gone. I do think it was, like, what we were talking about. Like, it was, like, the... Like, here's here's the fresh kill thing. Not, well, not fresh kill, but, like... You know, I want you to kind of finish the job, mm. like come to the dark side with me, kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Let the hate flow through. <laughs> you. We never, we never. <laughs> though, let's get back to let's get back to the ending because the yeah. four of us went. Molly never had a chance to. Okay, <laughs> well, I like I said, I I agree with that. She purposely stabbed her. Um, with regards to the cure, um, in the sequel, we learn it's not really that great of a cure, as in it doesn't work. Um. So in the second one, it focuses on Bridget, and um, she is on the run from another werewolf, who in my mind, I assume, is Jason, because he technically was never cured. So he eventually went through his transformation to the full werewolf stage. And she is basically a drug addict using the the monkshood cure to keep herself from transforming. She mm. has to take it on a regular basis to keep herself from becoming a werewolf. She's like Blade. Mm. Yeah, basically. A werewolf <laughs> Blade. Yeah. No, that's interesting. A, okay. Huh. So there you have it. What do you say we rate this Mammer Jam? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, Molly, what are we rating it? I'm having a hard time picking what it's going to be, but I, I'm going to have to go with Teats. We're going to do Teats. <laughs> teats. <laughs> now, how do I spell it? Like T-E-E-T-S. T-E-E-T-S? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's E-E. Not E-A. Google it. it it's Google, Google Teats. Google Teats. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. See what happens. Do it right now. E's. Lucky me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a virus on your computer. That's a virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I forgot my fun fact. Oh, you had a fun fact. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. 
Um, the when they're in the school after Trina Sinclair disappears, uh, you continually hear the announcer throughout the movie calling different students to be questioned by the police. Mm-hmm. That's Lucy Lawless. Oh, cool! Really? Yeah. Fun fact: she's not credited in the movie, but if you look on IMDb, it shows her on there and stuff. So, how did they get Lucy Lawless? That's a good question. Do they answer that in the sequel as well? No, no, they do not. <laughs> this is how we got Lucy Lawless. <laughs> All right, let's start out with Kyle. Kyle, you want to go first? I guess so. Um, I'm going to give this four teats. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a amazing take on a werewolf movie, and it deals with a, with a totally different dynamic than uh, any other movie has. Um, I think they pull it off well. I think the practical effects is something that's uh, really enjoyable, especially for somebody like myself who absolutely fucking despises CG. It's really nice to see in horror movies. Um yeah, it's just a great it's a great movie. Great cast of characters. It's well written, well acted. Like there's nothing really to that much to gripe about. My the only thing the only thing I did have to complain about was just I thought the creature the creature design for the werewolf, the full transformation, wasn't my favorite that I've seen in a movie so far. And I thought it looked a little it looked a little dated in terms of that, but that's why it's not getting a five for me. So four so, four teats. So I should return the your shirt that says I love CGI? <laughs> you should burn it. <laughs> All right, Chris, what about you? Yeah, I'm also going to give this a four. Um, it's a cool werewolf movie, you know, and and I don't think there's a whole lot of really well-written, well-done werewolf movies, especially from that time period, the early 2000s. Um, I love the, you know, the female angle. I love the, you know, the way the story's written. All the characters, like I said before, I really enjoyed. Um, practical effects, I'm with you, Kyle, man. I hate cg i hate seeing it i i wish more people would do practical and this was very just refreshing to see and what you can accomplish with it and how it even the subtle things can affect you um the only thing i'm gonna really knock it for is I, there was a point where i was like this movie's a little too long um i thought maybe like 10 10 to 15 minutes could have been shaved off but um you know that doesn't you know it doesn't make it not a good film it's just i i hit a point where i was like kind of looking at the clock so uh four for me Four teats. <laughs> four teats for Chris. <laughs> Mike, how many teats? I'm also going to give it four. So Wow. Um, yeah, like uh, I know we talked a little bit about, you know, whether or not this film was dated or not, being that it came from 2000. I mean, yeah, it has that feel, but what I really like about this film and why, what I think most predominantly is why I'm giving it four is because it's a story that kind of doesn't ever date, mm-hmm. like a growing up story that that is real. And the fact that they're using a, a werewolf story to parallel that I think is very, very... Um, uh, unique, and I think it's very it's smart of them to do that. Um, for that, I feel like it is something that you know. I feel like twenty years down the line, you could show a kid this, and they'll be, and you know, particularly a girl, and she'd be like, "Yeah, I get it. I understand where this is coming from." Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, that's what makes classic movies the most, and, and I think this succeeds at that. So yeah, four. I'm going to give it uh, a three point five, just because I don't like the creature design as much. Um, but I agree. Like the thing that is the the uh, with with Mike here is that this is a, it is a timeless story. I don't think that the story is dated. Maybe the visuals can be dated because yeah, it is early two thousands. So, like everybody's wearing you know lifted shoes, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. But otherwise, otherwise from that, like this 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 story is like it is 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 timeless and um, it's very well acted. Um, I even love the quirky Canadianness of it, like with the the mom character, especially. Like, I'm a huge fan of the mom character. I'm a huge fan of the Sam character. Um, 
I, I really in, enjoyed this film, except when it gets to the creature design. That's the only thing that I think it literally kind of sets it back a little bit for me, but that's just nitpicking. Um, if you haven't seen this film like me, I really, really uh, recommend it. So three and a half teats. Half a teat. Chris, good luck with half a teat. <laughs> well, when I do the teats, is like a set of teats. It's like a set of teats. So okay. you're going to have like half set. Gotcha. Half, half, half a set, set. Got half it. set of teats. Half rack. All right, Molly. This is <laughs> okay. half All rack. Right. Half rack of teats. All right. All right, Molly, your turn. I'm going to give it a 4.5 teats. Again, sorry with the half. Um, it's very well acted from the main characters to the um, smaller ones. Like the nurse is hilarious in that movie. Yes. Um, uh, it's I like that it has strong female leads, and it's I I like horror films that take a, something that everyone can relate to, and then uses a horror element to act as a metaphor while also kind of exacerbating the situation. And uh, it's just the, I love the practical effects. Mainly, the thing that I have to knock it for is Bridget's wig. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes me want to die when I look at it. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, and there's one scene which I I think everyone's gonna agree with me on this with um, Jason and a small child. Oh yeah, that yeah. it's just the way it's shot is cheesy, and the it's probably the least well acted part of the entire film. And that one scene makes me cringe. I wish they'd cut it out. It but. feels like it was just shoehorned so in there. Yeah, you yeah. Know does, you know what? It, it just hit me. It feels like it feels like an old Power Rangers episode, like where the villain, yes. where the villain, like has a kid right before it transforms where there, where, into where, a giant. Yeah, yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. That episode. Yeah. <laughs> Power Rangers. Episode, I get that it was a tool for them to have her use the right. the cure on someone else, but it's, they could have done it in a way that didn't feel like a like just yeah. written in plot like thing. You know. Yeah. Agreed. All right, guys. Well, that's our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media at Colt Film underscore Review on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow. Us on Facebook. You can follow Kyle. You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at Mike Salusio on Twitter. You can follow Molly Blogging.Banshee on Instagram. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. Remember guys, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next week.